Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Are you tired of taking mediocre photos and your pictures never turning out like you want? Do you want to take your photography skills to the next level? Whether you're a beginner or an experienced photographer, our paid photography workshops are designed to help you improve your skills and take stunning photos that you'll be proud to share. Our workshops are led by experienced and professional photographers who will teach you everything from taking full manual control of your camera to advanced studio lighting techniques. This year, we're having a photography fundamentals workshop on the beautiful beaches of 30A, and we're having an advanced lighting workshop at Westlight Studios in Franklin, Tennessee. In addition to our two workshops, we're also having our first ever international excursion in Iceland. On this small, intimate trip to Iceland, students will be led by mentors to breathtaking, amazing locations. Whether it's chasing waterfalls, exploring the coast, exploring the culture, Students will have an experience that'll last a lifetime. Early bird registration for all three events opens February 7th. Come and join us in person. Let's make some incredible memories, friendships, and photographs. Welcome. Welcome to today's podcast with the photo mentorship. I am Josh Wood. I am here. And uh, in just a minute, we're going to be bringing Zach Gray on to talk about um, making money with photography. So he is he is going to be hosting the podcast today. So excited to have him on. But before we do that, I just wanted to welcome you guys in. And I wanted to talk uh, for just a minute about some of those amazing in-person events that we have coming up this year. So first of all, welcome everybody that is here at the live. Um, I can see we've got tons of you guys popping in. I can see Sharon, Brian, Courtney, Steve Weibel, Don Latour, Nancy. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey guys, welcome. Ricky Sanchez in the house. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Yeah, so um, as you guys saw in that little teaser, we have got some crazy in-person events planned out this year. You know. Um, the photo mentorship is really only a couple of years old and we've really been kind of honing in on our identity as um as a company and how can we best enable uh you know photographers pursue their photography dreams and something that we found out is that you guys as great as the courses are and the lives are you guys really do enjoy getting together in person and so this year in 2023 we've got a fantastic lineup of in-person events that we're pumped to be sharing with you guys and on february 7th just a week from today next tuesday next tuesday Tuesday, a week from today, you guys mark your calendars. We're going to be opening up a registration for our three biggest in-person events of the year. We have a uh, fundamentals workshop coming up in 30A, Florida. That's going to be in May. That's going to be in David's uh, studio, David's personal studio. Only 15 seats available for that. So super pumped to, to have you guys down for that. In July, we're going to be having our second workshop which is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at the uh, Michael Gomez. One of our mentor, Michael Gomez has a studio and in, in, it's just South of Nashville. It's in a town called Franklin. We're going to be having an advanced workshop at the end of July there. Zach Gray is going to be at that workshop. David will be there. Rich will be there. I'll be there. Michael Gomez will be there. And then in September and in September, we've got the very first ever photo mentorship excursion that we've ever had is coming up in September and we are super excited about that. If you guys, you know, haven't been around, you haven't, you know, kind of heard our story, but you know, Rich, one of our, our you know, lead mentors, Rich Coleman has been to Iceland twice now. He went a couple of years ago personally, and then he went this past year with our other mentor, Nada Salvatore. And so now we are planning our very first student excursion to Iceland. It's going to be led by I'm going to be there. Rich is going to be there. David's going to be there. This is going to be a handcrafted and guided tour from our mentors for some of our students. So just imagine uh, going on this wonderful vacation to this beautiful place where you're going to get the best pictures you've ever had taken in your life while being guided along with um, some of our amazing mentors, David, Rich, and then myself. And so, yes, if you guys haven't, I see some of you guys are already sharing this live. Yes, please do so. We, lo we love to give away prizes. So if you are here, um, go ahead and share this live. 
and we're going to give away a 128 gigabyte SD card at the end to one of you guys who share. So go ahead and share. But I want to take a minute real quick and I want to show you guys some of the stuff that we have planned for Iceland. Uh, Rich and I, if, if you if you saw us, Rich and I went live um, inside the photo mentorship group, I think Thursday or Friday to talk about it. And there was just some some really good nuggets and details in there. I was getting pumped about it, just uh, talking about it with Rich. So I'm going to go ahead and share just a couple things with you guys real fast. All right. So let me screen share right here. So we are going to be going to Iceland September right now. The dates are 8th to 12th. It's going to be a five-day excursion. We're going to be staying at a really fancy hotel. Food, uh, breakfast, lunch is going to be included. We're going to have ground transportation is going to be taken care of for getting around Iceland. Um, I was just talking to Rich, Rich about this. This is something that I've seen him do in the past was actually go to some of the, the hot springs there. And he assured me, yes, we're going to be going to check out some of the hot springs um, and it's not just a hot spring on the side of the road. It's actually like these really nice, you know, spa resorts where you get to go in and you really get pampered and you get to go enjoy, you know, just these hot springs. And so this is one of the spots that we're going to be going to check out. We're also going to be going to check out this. There's this amazing church. This is actually a church. We're going to have a private tour that goes up to the top floor of this church. So you're not, not only going to be able to take pictures of the outside of the church, but we're actually going to go see the inside and go all the way up to the top pumped about that. There's a, you know, here's just a little lighthouse that we're going to be able to go check out and kind of, you know, get, I know you guys love taking lighthouse pictures. So yes, in addition to lighthouses, we're also going to be having a lot of water, waterfall shots, um, huge, amazing waterfalls um, all across Iceland. We're going to be able to get in front of them, on top of them, behind them. And just imagine you're going to be here with your, with your closest TPM friends. And then, you know, David and Rich and some of the TPM staff, Here's another incredible shot. Guys, these, these are going to be your shots. These are going to be shots that you're going to be able to take in Iceland. Okay, these are spots. These are not just randomly picked from Iceland. These are spots that are on our itinerary. This is a multi-day excursion. We're going to be taking you guys out from dawn until dusk. We're going to be leaving the hotel. We're going to be hitting amazing spots all day long. We're going to be getting some great food, hanging out, and just having the, the experience of our lives. Here's a lava pool that we're going to be checking out. Um, you know, here's just kind of, you know what what the downtown iceland's gonna look like for you guys there's wild wild horses and wild ponies and just again just the scenery is fantastic so super pumped about that do not forget guys registration for this opens up next tuesday february 7th so our two workshops our trip to iceland get hyped get pumped it's going to be an awesome year all right i'm done with my spiel i now i'm going to hand over the reins to none other than Zachary Coleman, Zachariah, Zachariah Gray. Sorry, thinking Rich is <laughs> Zachariah Gray, Zachariah Gray. Now we're all we're, we're so intertwined. Now I'm Zach Coleman. I love it. Yeah. Um, may, so, maybe I'll now know how to like uh, adjust the aperture on this. Uh, what camera do I have? The R6. Yeah. Maybe I'll <laughs> now that I'm Rich Coleman. Or Zach Coleman. It's funny yeah, so that Zach that's kind of true. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Josh. All right, so. Do you? I don't. I think you've got an amazing lesson here planned for for our students and for everybody here on yes. the podcast. So I'm just going to give you full reins. You know, I know we did a we did a massive poll um, about a year year and a half ago, just asking our students how many were interested in making money, and it was I want to say it was over seventy percent. The majority of our students and our, mm. and our audience are interested in making money from photography, whether it's yes. side income, part time, or full income. So we know this is important to you guys, and so Zach yeah. is here to talk about that. Love it. Sweet. All right. Well, let's jump in, everybody. Well, I'm Zach. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Zach Gray. I'm thrilled to be on today talking about ways to get paid to shoot. And today I'm going to be talking about the fail-proof method for converting leads into paid customers. Now, last week on the podcast, uh, I jumped on and I talked about this idea of you, you get excited about photography and you build up a portfolio in some niche or genre. And then how do you get customers? Like, how do you get some people interested in you? So I talked about how you create this thing called partnership relationships and how that is one of the primary keys to jumpstart your business. And sometimes within a matter of two or three weeks, you could have a business that goes from making little or no money to literally making a full-time income almost overnight. If you build the right partnership relationships, it can be, bring you the right 
customers. And I've done this. I've done this for a lot of other people. And within a 12-month span, seeing people go from making nothing or very little money to making six-figure income. So if you're, if you're one of those people, you know, Michael Gerber has this great book called The E-Myth, and he talks about this idea that most small, small businesses start this way. So if you're tuning in and you're thinking, I'm a photographer, obviously, all you guys are photographers, you love photography. And you're thinking, wouldn't it be great to make some money in photography? And maybe you've had some friends in your life that have said, you're taking all these cool pictures. You need to make some money doing this. You should sell this. And you go, that is an excellent idea. Of course, I should make money doing this. I'm already taking awesome pictures. Why don't I take awesome pictures and somebody hands me a check for those pictures? That sounds even better, doesn't it? Well, Michael Gerber in his book, The E-Myth, he calls this the fatal assumption. So this is what he says. He says, the fatal assumption, he says, it is often thought that by understanding the technical work of a business like photography, you are then qualified to do a business that does that kind of work. The reason this is fatal is because that is simply not true. Being a photographer is just one component to running a photography business. Now, if you ever want to make a dollar selling your photographs, working with customers, making money, doing this thing that you guys love to do, listen to this. This changed my life when I, I read this book in 2007. And when I read this and then understood what he was actually saying, this changed everything for me. And what he's saying is, is that just because I know how to take pictures doesn't mean I know anything about running a business because they're not mutually exclusive or they're not, uh, they're not the same thing. They're mutually exclusive. They're different things. Running a business is running a business. And you happen to deliver a product inside your business. It could be photography. It could be pies. It could be selling ice cream. It could be selling cars. It could be creating widgets online. It could be the photo mentorship. It could be anything. That's a product that somebody gets in their hands, but the actual running of the business <coughs> is its own entity. It's its own thing. And delivering on the product is just one thing that you happen to do. And being really good at photography and thinking about photography and thinking about the technical aspects of delivery is where most of us as photographers put our mind into. And we think if we get really, 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 really good at this, and once we're good enough, we'll have value. And therefore, people will pay us because we're really good at taking pictures. And the reality is, is that is not true at all. The average customer is not a photographer. You're a photographer, so you know what great photos are and what good photos are and what kind of okay photos are, and you definitely know what bad photos are. But the average customer, for the most part, tends to know what amazing, amazing photos are and what really, really bad is. And everything in the middle, the 80% in the middle, which I include myself in that 80% of how good I am, they don't really know the difference. They just know the photos look right, they're clear, they have good color, they tell a story. And of course, if I hire you, to be a photographer for me, of course you're going to take good pictures. The client is actually asking subliminally, what else are you going to do for me that's going to create value? Of course you're going to give a great, you know, great product. You would never buy an iPhone and they would talk about how good of a quality this product is. Instead, they talk about how the features make your life better. That's what they talk about. They don't talk about how good of a quality the product is. They talk about what makes it enhance your life. So what Michael Gerber says in the e-myth, he says this. He says, you need, in order to run a successful business, you need three things. The technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur. So the technician is the person that actually creates the thing. Like you go out on a photo shoot and take beautiful pictures of a bride and groom. You go out on a photo shoot and you take amazing pictures of the new mom and her new baby. Okay, that's the technical part. Everything else is the other stuff you have to do, which is your marketing process, how you acquire a lead like we talked about last week, how you wow that lead and tell them this valuable story that makes them want to, to book you. Once you book them, how you manage them and whatever expectations they have, how you exceed all of those expectations, then 
this little part of what you actually do, you go out and you do the photo shoot, you deliver, right, the product, then you follow up and you have a sales session and you ask them for referrals and you wow them and do all these other extra things. Those are all the other parts of the business. So he says there's the technical part, there's the managerial part, which is what I just talked about, managing all the customer's expectations. Then there's the entrepreneur. And the entrepreneur is the part of you or the part of you that you hire that turns something that's trivial into something exceptional. My friend Brian Harris calls it the hinge that swings the big doors. So for me in my wedding photography business, that was things like two weeks before a wedding, I would send the bride and groom a $10 Starbucks gift card with a handwritten note that said, hey, I know things are getting very crazy and there's a lot of details with this wedding. But don't forget why you're getting married. It's about the two of you. And that's easily forgotten when you're really busy. So go out on a date to Starbucks. No wedding talk allowed. Just connect. That was a tiny little $10 hinge that swung a huge door in my business. Because a client would receive that and say, Zach cares about my marriage. He cares about our relationship. He cares about the connection between the two of us. And all of a sudden, this huge amount of value gets created. And what happens when value goes up? People's desire to spend goes up, right? So value and cost are in this connection, this dance with each other like this. So that's the difference between somebody who just happens to take a nice picture and people will pay you an average price to somebody who charges an over, uh, an extraordinary price because they're creating extraordinary value. So, okay. Once I understood this, so here's, when I, as I finish my intro here and we get into what I'm going to teach you right now, the reason this changed everything for me is because it helped me to do this. I was so focused on technical skill of photography and thought this is where the value is. And once I read this and understood that that was not where the value is created, it's created in the, the way people experience my business, I shifted focus. And I said, yes, of course, I'm going to be good at photography and I'm always going to be dedicated to that. But if I want to grow a business, I need to now shift my attention and focus onto how do I create an amazing business experience, not just great photography. And I put business as the primary, photography as the thing that I deliver on. And I put my time, attention, and energy into understanding that. I've been doing a lot of these breakthrough calls with you guys over the last week and a half. I've talked with dozens of photographers and I've told them all the exact same thing. There's two things that are going to help you make money in your photography business. Two things that are going to change the outlook of your life in the next five years. This is what Dave Ramsey says. He says, the books you read and the people you meet. The right information and the right people is what he's saying. If you decide I am going to make the things that I understand and think about the things that successful people think about, which is retaining the right information through the right books, then... I'm going to get around people that I want to be like, people that inspire me, people that know how to win, people that say know how to build a wedding photography or portrait photography or scene photography business because they've helped a thousand other people do it. I'm going to get around those people. And I did that very early on in my business when I went from shooting 19 weddings and making a $4,000 profit and being frustrated to making a six-figure income two months later. The difference was those two things, right information, and the right people, which is what you also call a mastermind group, a group of people dedicated to focusing on a sole purpose, which is succeeding in an area of life. And when you do that, your chance of success goes from 94% failure, according to Michael Gerber, to 76% chance of success. Who wants the 76% chance of success? Raise your hand. Somebody just said they're reading Dale Carnegie right now. Um, somebody else said, Chelsea said, I've had a few clients ask me about my price and I'm still charging relatively cheap. After getting my price, they stopped talking to me. Is there something else I should do when they ask about my price? Yes, there is. Great, great question, Chelsea. I'm going to answer that for you right now. So what are we going to talk about? Last week we said, I, I taught you about this idea that very, very simple, right? 
if you want to get customers and you don't have any customers, you need to find somebody that has all the customers that you have, that you want and find out a way to mutually benefit them so they can send you referrals and you can help them. It's called a partnership relationship and it's incredibly powerful. I did this in my wedding photography business where I built a relationship with five wedding planners who already had 40 or 50 brides apiece. And each one of those planners sent me four, five, six weddings that next year in January of 2008. And all of a sudden I had 20 to 25 brides that were perfect clients coming in the door, paying me three to $5,000 a piece. I had a wedding photography business that was super profitable, just like that. Once I got some of those clients, I supercharged them so they would refer me. Then I booked, ended up booking 33 weddings that year and I made a six-figure income. Boo! That's how it's done. So then, but the question remains, okay, I go and I build a partnership relationship and people are sending me referrals and this is awesome. And I now have a client calling me just like Chelsea said, I've got this client calling me. How am I going to get them to book me? What is the process? What I have learned so well is that all of us in business, we need a process that's proven to work. If you read the entire book, The E-Myth, Michael Gerber says the reason small businesses fail is because they sort of blaze their own trail. And what they're doing is not proven to work. The reason franchises succeed is because they have a model that a bunch of really smart people have built that says, if you get customers this way, treat them this way, and ask for referrals this way, you're going to succeed, very likely. And if you follow our plan, you're probably going to succeed at a 76% rate. This is exactly what I'm talking about. We need a plan that's proven to work. We need a formula for how we take a lead that's excited and convert them into a paying customer. And we're going to do that right now. And this is 100% the fail-proof way to do that. If you walk through these steps correctly, every single client converts every single time. Brad Stoops said... Zach, I've heard of people having similar success directly through effective marketing, SEO optimization, paid social ads, et cetera, versus partnership. Do you have any experience with that approach? Yes, I do have experience with that. I was on the first page of Google for four years. So can you get successful doing a paid ad? Yes. Can you get successful um, you know, building up an Instagram page and then running ads to it about your photography service? Yes. Can you get successful having... Uh, being at the top page of, of Google for the niche that you're serving in your local area. Yes. What happens when you fall off the first page of Google? What happens when Facebook changes their algorithm and costs of your ads goes up 10 times? Or your ads just stop working for some arbitrary reason? What happens when the way that you built the mechanism by which you've built your business is out of your control and changes? So that it is possible. It's technical. It's more. It's very highly strategic. It's based on popularity. It's based on algorithms, and it's based on someone else's platform. But the smarter way to build a business is to use those resources as a supplement, and instead to be able to pick up my cell phone and call someone. I've got their phone number. I go have lunch with them. I have a relationship with them. We're not selling widgets online where we have to get 5,000 customers in a year. We want 50 customers or 80 customers or 20. And when we have such a boutique small business, we want to build relationships. We want to be in the relationship business. And the reason for that is because nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can uh, get a better ranking on SEO and beat you, right? And that's what will eventually happen, right? I, I was building a lot of stuff on Facebook back when Facebook started to be super cool. And I had all these fans, all these people were seeing my messages. Then all of a sudden, Facebook changed their algorithm and they dropped your reach by 90% because they wanted you to pay to reach your own audience. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I didn't build my marketing platform here because I would be screwed right now. So that's my suggestion with that is my suggestion is 80% of your pillar of marketing, your pillar of where your clients come from should be based on relationship marketing. And then you complement or supplement that. So I'll use the 80, 20 rule, right? You got to choose 80% of your marketing is going to yield 
the best results from what source, right? 80-20. So 20% of my marketing was then supplemented by what I was doing socially, online, advertising, that kind of stuff. Okay, so here's the process. It's four simple steps. Follow these steps and you will succeed. Don't follow these steps and you will fail. 100% guaranteed you will fail. So step number one, if you have a lead that comes in the door, which means somebody filled out your contact form on your website or somebody uh, called you on your phone or somebody sent you an email and said, I heard about you and I'm interested. Step number one is that lead has to be qualified. If the, someone is not qualified, they will never convert. So what does it mean to be qualified? It's very simple. Here's some simple qualifiers. One, can they afford you? This is the biggest one. If you are charging, say you're shooting weddings and you are charging $2,500 for your base package and their budget is $400, the chances of them increasing their budget by 5X is next to zero. Once you actually hit about a 50% increase over whatever you believe you're going to spend, people usually can't see value, even if it, there is value. They can't see it because it's so far out of their budget. So if you charge a grand and their, their budget is 400 bucks, the chance of them just going up from 400 to 1,000 is very unlikely because they just have a perception about what they're going to spend. So think about that. If you decided you were going to go buy a car and you had a $25,000 budget for a car and you went and looked at a, at a car that was $125,000, even if it was an amazing car, would you increase your budget by that much? You're like, heck no, it's just crazy. I just can't afford it. And that's what pe the way that people think, okay? So step number one is qualify. Can they afford you? If they're within 30 to 40% of your price, it's possible to get them up there. If they're within 20 to 25%, there's a very good chance you can convert them with enough value. But you want them to be close, okay? So that's step number one. So you got to find that out. The question is, how do you find that out, right? You got to know, can they afford me? On my intake form, on my website for my photography service, it says, what is your photography price point range? It actually asks them, right? If anybody's interested in coaching with me, if, if you've gone into that breakthrough call with me, I tell you what my coaching costs. Because I need to know, is this in the realm of reality for you? If it's not, there's no way you're going to do it, right? So it's really important to ask that question because then what you do is when a qualified lead comes in, you put them in the qualified category. When an unqualified comes, lead comes in, you put them in the unqualified category. And an unqualified category still gets the process, but you don't put your time, attention, and energy too heavily on there. You put that on the qualified leads. Those are the people that have the best chance of booking you, okay? So can your lead afford you? Do they have a need for your service, okay? Do they, do you, are you a wedding photographer and they're looking for maternity photos or vice versa, right? If that's the case, then they may have a harder time booking you because you're, this is not exactly what you do and what you're known for. So do they have a need for your service? Did they come from a trusted source? This one is huge. If somebody Googled you because they're looking for a wedding photographer and they just Googled Nashville wedding photography and you happen to pop up, they don't know you from Adam. So they're, you're missing a key component here for a sale, which is trust. How often do you spend serious money on something that your friends didn't tell you about or that you haven't spent a lot of time and energy researching? Very rarely. You buy from trusted resources. 51% of Google internet traffic where people are searching for stuff is also referral, which means your friend said, hey, have you heard about uh, the ab flexor? And you go, no. And you go, oh, you should check it out. So you Google ab flexor and then you find it and you trust it a little bit more because your friend told you about it. 51% of internet traffic is still coming from referrals. So just because they found you online doesn't mean they arbitrarily searched for you necessarily. So we need to know that. Are they coming from a trusted source? Then the last one is, are they excited about you? Do they know anything about you? So somebody may have referred them and said, oh, these guys are great. This is a great photographer they don't really know anything about you. Maybe they just went straight to the contact form on your website. 
weren't really that interested in you. So you can put something on your contact form that helps with this. And you can literally say, tell me more. Or on a, I used to ask this question, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you for me to shoot your wedding or event or whatever? And guess what? I never booked anybody that was a seven or lower. If they said eight, nine, or 10, I almost always booked them. But if they said seven, six, five, I knew they were kind of, I could tell right away. They were very iffy on whether they trusted me or not. And to get them to spend thousands of dollars and have me shoot their wedding was very unlikely. So that's, those are some of the top qualifiers, okay? Once somebody moves through step number one, qualified. So say you get an email from your contact form on your website, you get a phone call and they say, Hey, I heard about you. You photographed my friend's wedding or, you know, I'm working with so-and-so wedding planner and they referred me or you did senior photos for my best friend and she absolutely loved them and said, I had to call you. You go, great. And you go, well, my starting price point is X. What's your budget? And they go, Oh, that's right within my budget. You go, great. So now we're meeting all these qualifications and they're excited. And then they go, I just heard you're really fun to work with. They trust you. They're talking about you. They're talking about what you could potentially do for them. These are all great. Once they move through the qualification stage, now they can move to step two. And step two is called rapport. So in rapport building, it's all about building on that level of trust. You have to take the trust to the highest level possible. Now, rapport can be built in five, six, seven minutes on a phone call, can be built in 15 or 20 minutes in a face-to-face -face meeting, okay? But you gotta keep in mind that if you're running a photography business, we wanna, and we're building it based on personal connection, the last thing we wanna do is try to get a sale through email or get a sale through text messages. What you wanna do instead is we wanna connect with people, right? Because it's a business about connection, so we wanna get on the phone. We want to get on FaceTime. So phone would be good. FaceTime would be really good. Face-to-face -face, sitting down at a coffee shop or in your house or in their house would be the absolute best way. If anybody ever did that, like raise your hand. I think Don could probably speak to this. Don Latour has emailed people that work for the photo mentorship. She's talked face-to-face -face with them, and she's also come to a live workshop. Which one of those had the most value? I would say when she came to the workshop, it's like the most valuable. You go, wow, like I'm face-to-face -face with you. I see the interaction. I see the excitement. I see the results right here, now, live. It's very powerful, okay? Mary McGuire has a question. She says, Question, how long in minutes is a wedding video in your package if your client should ask? So I don't shoot wedding videos, um, so I, I'm not sure, but I, I think wedding videographers have two-minute highlight reels. They have 15-minute wedding videos. Somewhere in that kind of capacity seems like a normal kind of thing. Um, Don said, yes, the live workshop, uh, but all have been helpful. But that's very much true, is that that live interaction is the most powerful thing that you can do. Okay. So step two in rapport, rapport building is all about the customer and nothing about you. Okay. It has literally nothing to do with you. So what are some of the ways that you can build rapport with people? You can do this on the phone. You can do this on FaceTime. You can do this uh, in, in person, face-to-face -face with a client. The goal here is to talk about them and to get genuinely interested in them. That's what Dale Carnegie says. He says, you need to be genuinely interested in other people and help them to feel loved and help them to feel seen, seen and loved, okay? So that's the goal. So I ask a lot of questions like, tell me your story. When they start talking, I ask follow-up questions. I get genuinely interested in what they're saying and it's evident by the look on my face, smiling, reacting, curiosity, tears, joy, happiness. Then I naturally transition to tell me what you're looking for with your photography session. What are you hoping to have? Then I do a lot of em empathization, encouraging, agreement. I use their names. I smile and I listen well. This is a critical step. What you're simply trying to do in the rapport step is build on trust. 
they came from a referral source, if they already know who you are, they sit down with you and you're a great listener, smiling, engaging, being very curious about who they are and what their stories, they start to relax and go, wow, this was the right idea. I'm so glad I sat down with you. Once they move through the rapport building stage, now we can move to stage three, which is the educational stage. So in the educational stage, we have one simple goal, to tell our client why we do what we do. And the last thing we want to do is talk about the technical work of the business, because remember, that's expected. So if you talk about your cameras and your lenses and your skill and your experience and your ability to take sharp photos or even the quality of your products, you go, you know what? I have these really great albums that shoot these beautiful, uh, that print really, really well on Kodak and Dura paper. And guess what? It lays flat. It's made on really good quality. And they go, you're going to sell me a piece of crap? Of course it's good quality. Why wouldn't it be good quality? They expect all that. So that's the last thing we want to talk about. What we want to do instead is we want to become storytellers. I've done this many times. You guys have heard this many times. I'm going to do it again because this is critical. You need to find your best story and tell it at this moment. So you've qualified them. They're sitting down with you. You've built rapport. You've asked them a lot of questions. You ask them what they're looking for when it comes to their photography session. For me, I said, tell me what you're looking for when it comes to your wedding photography. And they go, you know, my dad passed away or my parents are getting older or I met him at such and such and we fell in love and blah, blah. You know, they start telling you the story and you're listening and you're engaged. And when they're done telling the story, you go, thank you so much for telling me that. I want to tell you what I do and how that aligns perfectly with your story and what you're doing. And I want to tell you a story. And then I tell them a story and I tell them the story of mine is Stephen and Scarlett. And I say, 2011, I photographed a wedding for Stephen and Scarlett. And five years before I photographed that wedding, Scarlett's father was diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. And he, he knew his dream was to hand her off to somebody he could trust that was going to take good care of his baby girl. And he wanted to hand her off at the wedding and do that father-daughter dance to have that moment with her. And he knew I'm never going to have that moment. So that week he went out and bought her a white dress. She was 17 years old. He got out his video camera and he videotaped the two of them dancing in the living room. Sure enough, the cancer took him. He passed away. And years later, she met Stephen, the love of her life. They were getting married in the backyard. They had a moment of silence, an empty chair for dad. It was a very powerful experience. The reception begins. There's a tent over the backyard up against the garage. And the lights go down and it's that moment of the father-daughter dance. And everybody in the room knows the story. And people, I'm getting goosebumps in that moment while I'm sitting there going, what is going to happen? And the lights go down and on the back wall, they start playing the video of the two of them dancing together. And in that moment, Scarlett reaches out her hand for her mother, grabs her mother's hand, and then we photograph this image. And this image is something that I'm actually holding in my hand inside this book, inside this wedding album. This is their wedding from Stephen and Scarlett. I've got my finger held in that place of the book and I hand them the book and I show them the spread on the page that shows this image. And then I ask him in that moment, I say, this is what we do. Does this sound like what you're looking for? Your story has meaning. Your story matters just as much as Stephen and Scarlett's story. And there's a story in your event, your wedding or your senior session, whatever it is, that needs to be told. And I want to tell that story. Does that sound like what you want? Then you wait. And now we're to stage four. Now, I may have missed a few points here. So I, here's some points for stage three, right? Use imagery that they can look at dramatize it, okay? Help them feel it like it's a, it's a real story. Make sure the story is relatable. It's about love or joy or loss or pain or hope or peace or something powerful. Make the story about them and then tell them you want to tell their story, okay? Then last but not least, we simply close the deal. That's all we have to do. That's the last stage. And the close is actually quite simple. 
I already showed you how to do a close just now. I said, does this sound like what you're looking for? When you say that, you stop talking. Don't say another word. You've got to allow them to respond, even if it's a little uncomfortable quietness. Because what are they doing? They're thinking. They're thinking, wow, do I want to invest in this? Because I say, does this sound like what you're looking for? They say, yes. They already know my starting price point. So I already know they're qualified. They can afford it. Now they're deciding, am I going to put my name on the dotted line? Am I going to sign the deal? So once I ask that question, I don't talk until they respond. If they say yes, it's as simple as going, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Here's the pricing. Here's exactly what you're going to get. It's 50% down. You guys can write a check or put it on your card, whatever you prefer. Here's our contract. We'll sign it. Our contract is simple. It just states that we're going to show up and kick butt and we're going to do our best and we're going to protect your photos and um, et cetera, et cetera. You walk briefly through the contract, ask if they have any questions. You sign the deal and everybody's excited. And then in that moment, I have an opportunity to do one of those hinge points, right? One of those little things that creates a big amount of value. So as soon as they book, I pull out a little thank you package and it's got a book on the first year of marriage signed uh, to the bride and groom from me. And I hand it to him. I go, this is a little gift for you. I'm so excited that we're working together. I can't wait for more uh, stories and time and opportunity to build on the relationship that we just started for you two to, to grow into this relationship that you're starting. That's it. Okay. But sometimes you do the close and we have a hesitation, right? So here's some tips, how to close. Does this sound like what you're looking for? Simplest close you can do. That's a very direct question. That sounds great. Okay. Do not speak until they answer. Okay. If they say yes, Book the shoot. If they hesitate, ask them, what is their hesitation? And then solve their problems. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? I will always say, does this sound like what you're looking for? And sometimes they go, you know, I'm not sure. And then I will immediately ask a follow-up question. Because if you don't, you get freaked out. You think, I don't know. They may not want to book me. I'm not sure. And you go, well, you know, just let me know. And they walk out the door. And what could have been the problem was very simple and solvable, and you didn't even try to solve their problem. So what I always did was if they hesitated, which was rare, but if they hesitated, I had a couple of things. One, in my back pocket, I had an incentive. And incentives are things you can use to add value. So in wedding photography, it was simple. I can give them, gift them an engagement session if they book me right now, which is a $1,000 value. And that's what I charge for an engagement session. But I was always waiting. It was in my back pocket, back here. You know, like I don't have an engagement session in my pocket, but you get the idea. So what I would say was, if they said, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not super sure. And I would say, well, what's your hesitation? Very direct question said in a very nice way. Tell me exactly what's wrong and let me see if I can solve it. So they would go, well, I'm not sure if the price is going to work for us. If they say that, guess what's wrong? I messed up step number one. They're not qualified. They think it's too expensive. Or I messed up step number two. I haven't built enough rapport where they've trusted me enough and I've created enough value for them to think this is worth it. Something went wrong in one of those two steps. If they say, we have a couple other photographers we, we're going to meet with. Guess what's wrong? Step number two, rapport. They don't trust me. If they trusted me implicitly and thought I was the right person for the job, why would they go check out anybody else? Doesn't make any sense. They don't trust me enough. So I haven't done a good enough job of building that trust. All those hesitations are problems that I have made a mistake on. It has nothing to do with them. If they say, we're not sure about the price, you can actually solve that problem. You could say, well, I tell you what. What if we, instead of two payments, we broke it into four payments over a six-month time period? Would that solve the problem for you? I'll literally ask that question. And they many times I've had a client go, oh, that'd be great. And then they pay me 25% down. And then the problem is solved. Absolutely solvable problems, okay? So try to solve problems if you can. When they answer problem solve, last one, make it easy to book you. A simple process, simple pricing, and multiple ways to pay you, okay? That's critically important. So now my question to all of you guys is simply this. Where are you personally stuck? All of you that are on this podcast with me right now, you may be listening to this and going, this is awesome. Like, I love this. This makes total sense. 
I want to get leads. I want to make money in my photography business, but I feel stuck. Where exactly are you stuck? And I want to help you get unstuck from wherever you're at. And I know that feeling of being stuck, not knowing what to do next. And if you need help with that, I want to help with that. So this is how I can do that. I have some time left in my schedule. You can go to davidmolnar.com slash breakthrough. When you go to that link, there's a button there to set up a free 15-minute call with me where I can find out exactly where you're stuck and help you to get unstuck. Okay, so go to davidmolnar.com slash breakthrough. So what is, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for two reasons. One, I absolutely want to help you. I love helping photographers. It's something I'm passionate about, but I believe in something too that yes, I can get on a phone call with you for 15 minutes. I can give you a tool. We can solve maybe one problem, but there's 20 problems in a startup of a business. There's 20 problems if you want to get your business going from zero or making a grand a month to making $5,000 a month or whatever uh, you want to do with your business. And I know there's one really good way to do that. And that's just what I said in the beginning, the right information and the right people around you. And I'm doing that hyper strategically because I'm starting a new mastermind that's starting in the next couple of weeks. And I want you to be in it. You join the mastermind, you come in it with me and all of us together are going to be on the same path. We're going to get the right plan, the right process, the right system. We're going to work together as a team, as a big group. And then you're going to get unlimited laser coaching with me where I'm going to help you overcome obstacles and opportunities in your business. Now, you may be going, that's cool. What's that going to cost? Go to the link, fill out the contact form. It says right in there exactly what it costs. If you're qualified, then that may be something that's exactly right for you. And I tell people all the time, okay, if I could give you a plan that gives you a 76% chance of success that could help you make three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month in your photography business, what would that be worth to you? How much value is there? Would you spend $1,500 to get that? The answer is yes, and this might be perfect for you. So that's what we're doing. It's going to be very exciting. I want to get on a call with you, help you, and see if this mastermind is right for you. And it's going to be spectacular. It's going to help you grow your business. So Courtney Glavin just asked a question. She said, what if you're just starting? What if you don't have a great shooting story to tell them yet that specifically parallels their story? How can you overcome this? Uh, this, this is my second wedding to get to trust that. She, okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you go, okay, maybe I don't have a great story yet to tell. Sometimes the best thing you can do is tell your own story. When I first started, I, I knew I needed a great story, but I didn't really have one because I hadn't shot anything that really had a great story. So one, get out there and shoot as much as you can. And then ask anybody that you shoot, even if it's a free shoot, to ask them about significant stories, ask them about the significance of the shoot and see if you can find a story. Second, sometimes you can just simply use your own story. When I first started, I said the same story, which was I realized after I had gotten married that I had spent $500 on my wedding photographer and the photos were terrible and didn't tell my story. So I had a burning desire to do the opposite, to tell a phenomenal story because I knew that there were so many important stories out there that mattered so much. And that worked really well for me in the beginning to talk about my own story. So don't be afraid to tell your story because it's relatable because you're a person. Like people connect with people. So you can use that for yourself, okay? Uh, Julie said, talking with Zach is amazing. If you've the mastermind coaching, it'll be worth it. Thank you for the plug. I really appreciate that. Um, that's awesome. Uh, so yes, what are the questions you guys have? I'd love to answer any other questions that you guys have coming in and uh, see if we can solve any other problems right here while we're chatting. Um, I love this from Sonia. She said, this is the best info I've heard on how to get clients. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, Lindsay said, I feel like I need more practice where I step out into paid customers, but I don't have a ton of people I know in this area to practice with. My kids are cute, but they're getting bored being models. I hear that. Um, you can go to a ton of people. You know, We talk about this in Pay to Shoot 101. Go to a ton of people and say, hey, I'm starting my photography business and I'd love to work with you. I'm doing half off portfolio shoots because I want to build my portfolio. 
So normally I charge 500 bucks and I'm just going to charge 250 bucks or normally I charge 250 and I'm just going to charge 125 bucks and I'm going to do this great portrait session and it's going to help me build my portfolio. And I'd love some testimonies from you, some feedback. I'd love to deliver, create a cool experience for you. Uh, if you know anybody that wants that, let me know. And you can say this to all your friends because you're not asking them for a photo shoot. You're simply asking them if they know anybody. And then if they want it, they go, well, what about me? Can I have that? And you go, sure. With a goal of getting five, six, eight, ten portfolio shoots to build up your portfolio. Um, so yeah, so here's another comment slash question from Terry. She said, time is a problem for me. Working two jobs and finding the time to dedicate completely to get my business up and running is a struggle. Yes, there's a business called Predictables or a book called Predictable Success. And in that book, uh, he says that the beginning of a business is precisely what you're saying. It's called early struggle. The hardest thing in the beginning is getting momentum. So I'm going to give you a little tip here uh, for how to help solve that for you, Terry. The best thing you can do is get laser focused. Focused intensity plus time equals momentum. So you've already got a lot of other things going on. So I'd say two things. One, what are things in your life right now that are neutral or negative that you can eliminate from your life that are sucking life from you and taking up your time, energy, and resources? Could be watching Netflix. It could be relationships with people that you know are not the best relationships for you, but you spend some time on them every week and they're a little bit toxic or whatever it may be. Look at anything in your life that shouldn't be there and eliminate it immediately. Create some freedom in your life for better headspace, better focused, better energy. Then say you can get 7% of your energy back from just doing that one thing. Now, when it comes to photography, spend your time doing one thing, deciding who you want to serve. What customers do you want? And if the customers you want to serve are senior uh, girls who, who want to feel beautiful and have their story told before they go off to college, get hyper-focused because when you get laser-focused, it becomes much easier to get your business growing. If you say, I just want to make money and I'll do it any way I can do it, then you're like, potentially do a shoot over here and maybe do a thing for that person, maybe do a thing for this person. And it's just like, you're moving a millimeter in every direction. This is what uh, essentialism says. You're going like this and getting nowhere. What you want instead of this is this, right? You want all your energy focused towards one thing, eliminating all the non-essentials. That will be the thing that helps you to grow. Okay, uh, is there any other questions? Um, I, I love what all of you guys are saying. So, oh, we also have a winner of the 128 gigabyte card that we're gonna announce in just one second uh, coming up here. Uh, I love this comment from Morella. I hope I'm seeing your name right. She says, I love your advice, Zach. Every time I follow you, I feel more confident to do something different. This is why something like a mastermind is so critical. Because when you're in that, you have a weekly dose of inspiration, direction, camaraderie, synergy, focus. And what could take you on your own? The average small business takes three years to get profitable. Three years. I have helped hundreds of businesses get profitable in three to six months. And the reason, the difference between years and months is focused direction with the right plan. That's the big difference. Um, Kara said, Zach, I want to do it all. How do we laser focus when truly want to do a little bit of everything? That's simple. You want to build a business, decide who your customer is going to be. But it doesn't mean you can't do other cool stuff. Just don't make that the primary marketing engine of your business. It's that simple. So I shot weddings was my primary focus. I, when I was marketing and doing a client experience and all the cool stuff that I did to grow my wedding business, that's where my energy went. But then a bride would call me and go, hey, my, uh, we just got pregnant with our first baby. Can you come shoot the photos? And I go, yeah, it's going to be like 1500 bucks and I'm just going to come over, shoot it. It's going to be great. Give you the photos. And they'd go, awesome. And then I'd go do it. And then if I wanted to shoot personal projects or, or passion projects, I would just go out and set those up and shoot them because I wanted to scratch the itch of creativity. But if you want to build a business, get focused, okay? Um, any other questions? So Don said, a weekly dose of Zach uh, is the best that you could ask for. Um, Chelsea said, I tried newborns too, but those photos weren't as great as the adult teenage photos. Totally. You're going to find your niche and find what works really, really well for you. Uh, Susan said, working with Zach has been awesome. He has so many ideas from when you get stuck. Thank you. I appreciate you all so much. Okay, so the winner, let's jump to the winner. 
the winner of the 128 gigabyte card, hopefully you're still here and still on, is Pamela Coffee Horn or Kofi. I think I'm saying your name right. Um, congratulations to you as being the winner. The team will reach out to you, get that to you. Um, let me just double check and see if there's any other questions that I may be missing. Uh, let's see. I, oh, uh, Kathy said, what questions can we ask ourselves to form our story and reason and why? And I think that's a great question. That's something that takes a bit of development, but if you figure out why you do what you do, maybe it's be you're shooting women empowerment photos because you believe every woman has beauty inside of her. Okay. And if you're a woman, you can immediately relate. You can say, I, there's been times when I've not felt beautiful. And there's times when somebody has taken a picture of me and they captured the essence of who I really am. And I go, that's me. And man, I, I, I look spectacular in that photo. How do I do that and showcase that to the world? That's why I do what I do. I photograph, you know, this is kind of a Susan uh, uh, Br Bryce, right? Sue Bryce. This is what she does. She says, I believe that women, all women are beautiful. And my job is to showcase that beauty. And that's what gets me passionate. That's my why. So you need to figure that out. You need to figure out why you do what you do. And when you speak from a place of passion, as Don just said, find your why. Um, Simon Sinek has a whole book about this. Start with why. Lead with your why. When you show people why you're passionate, it makes a huge difference. It creates a ton of value. If I tell you, I really do want to see the 90 of you that are listening live right now, I want to see all of you that want to make money. Say that 70 of you. I want to see you make money and realize that you have what it takes to believe in yourself. Because there was a time when I did not believe in myself. I just am this kid from Northern Minnesota that has a third grade education. And for 25 years of my life, I thought, I don't have what it takes. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the skills. No one's going to see value in what I do. And then all of a sudden I figured out that that was simply not true and it changed everything. And I want that for all of you guys. Um, I love it. So one more, one or two more comments and then we're going to jump off here. But Desi said, I do sports photography and I love uh, not just the action, but what goes on on the sidelines. Yes. And that's a great opportunity for you guys to go out and build relationships with people. Okay. You go out and you build relationships at those live games. All your customers are right there. You're out there shooting a live game and all the parents are sitting up at the stands and you go up and you go, hey, look at this great photo I got of your son. Here's a little event card where you can go get the photos for free. And by the way, I do sports lifestyle stories. Your kids are going through sports. This is a once in a lifetime uh, part of their lives. And you know, like he's playing football and this may be the last time and they're in the big game and this is a big moment for him. I want to capture that story for you and do a lifestyle session of your of your son. If that's something you're interested in, let me know. I'd love to do that for you. And now you have a chance to book a very expensive shoot while you're out there just building relationships with customers. Um, Carol, you're so sweet. Uh, she says, thank you, Zach, for giving so much of yourself to help us. Thank you. Um, Steve Weibel said, I've used all these techniques and they really do work in my wedding business. I love that. Um, Mary said, I need to believe in myself. That's so true by all of us. Um, uh, Morella, oh, I already, I already think I read this one. Well, maybe not. She said, I'm trying to build uh, that. I'm trying to build that people can know me right now and not profiting from it all. I think it is very important. Yeah, people first, right? It's a little bit more of a strategy because it's an investment in time and relationship. But the dividend is long-term. You, that the, the dividend that that, that that yields for you is very, very long term. And that's very much true. Yes. Thank you guys for coming on. I really do want to help as many of you guys as I possibly can. And I believe that this is the best tool that I've been given to do that. So if you guys want to get on a call with me and I want you to think qualification, do you really want to make money in your business? And what are you willing to sacrifice to get it? The mastermind is not expensive from a business coaching perspective and from the value of the tools that I'm going to give you. It may seem expensive compared to some other things out there, but what are you worth? Where, how, much, how much are you worth investing in to get what you truly want? And I'm going to give you a plan to make real money in your business. And if that's what you want, you're going to learn that from me. 
And I'd love to get on a call with you, find out where you're stuck, help you get a breakthrough, and then talk about it if the mastermind is right for you. So thank you guys so much. So much uh, wonderful support from all of you guys. You guys are great. Um, and if you have any other questions, drop them in the comments below. I'm going to do my best to answer them for you. And thank you guys so much for tuning into this live. It's been spectacular. And uh, you, guys are, you guys are awesome. And I will talk with all of you very, very soon. You guys have a great rest of your day. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals.